You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 199. We're going to be discussing our prelude to the rise of Skywalker. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And man, it is just you and I talking yes, all Star Wars this episode. 199. We were almost to 200, my dude. And this episode is going to be in celebration of the last five years of Star Wars and in anticipation of of what we're going to be watching in just two days' time, man. It is here. The Rise of Skywalker is coming out. The end of the Skywalker saga is upon us. I cannot believe, after everything that this fandom's been through, after everything that this podcast, you, me, everyone have been through, that we are finally here to see the conclusion of this absolutely wild five-year ride. Dude, how are you feeling about the rise of Skywalker just two days out. And as you guys are listening to this, the day of. <laughs> I'm all in now, man. It's It's been a slow build. I think Celebration kicked it off with the release of uh, the first trailer. And then around middle point there since, it's been rising pretty hard. But today's the day. Actually, probably over the weekend is when I really sat down and just absorbed Star Wars. Whether it was comic books, whether it was Lords of the Sith, whether it was... Um, Dave Filoni's Rebels season finale of season two, Twilight, Twilight Apprentice. Apprentice. Oh, man, that got me in there. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian was a huge hit, probably my favorite episode yeah. of the season. Um, I've been watching pretty much every Star Wars movie. There's, there's a couple I've left out, but, man, I am there. I'm I'm fully in. And there's been one TV spot particular that's really piqued my, piqued my interest. So all in, man. I cannot wait till Thursday to watch this film and probably multiple times, man. I'll hop, I'm definitely going to help your box office out. We'll put yeah. It that way. I'm sure I'm going to see it a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I do need this for the fantasy box office, but we posted the second last update. I'm $900 million by Troy here domestically. So I need the Red Skywalker to be the biggest domestic film of all time, topping out the force awakens to actually come close to you. But nonetheless, I agree yeah. with you, man. It's been all star Wars for me this past week. I have been watching the Mando. I've yes. been force awakens last Jedi. I've been going through the black series collection. I have just been pining over some figures that I do not have yet that I plan to add to the collection it has been a great week for me in Star Wars, and I cannot wait, man. we got 16 of us oh. heading up to the Big Lazy Boy Chairs VIP Theater, doing our thing, going to enjoy Star Wars, immerse ourselves in the night with everyone that wants to be there, yeah. has had this experience with us really since 2015 when this whole crazy thing started. That's with right. The Force Awakens. You know, to me, this was an invigoration of my fandom. This is where you and I really bonded. Yeah, man. For, for the, you know, we had the comic collection and all that and the connection through that. But this is where we truly bonded. This, Rogue One, where it yeah. all kind of came to fruition and where this whole podcast and this friendship really blossomed into something that is truly special to me. So 
this is what this this fandom's been, and it's it's been a wild, wild ride. I get to experience my first Star Wars celebration next year, coming cool. up the back end of this. So really into what the new fandom, mm-hmm. you know, the all new, all different, if I can put it yeah. into the Marvel context, yep. <laughs> fandom is going to be. But today here, we're focusing on just our prelude to The Rise of Skywalker. We're going to talk a bit about what fandom has meant to us in the last five years since this real big transition away from the George Lucas era into what we'll call the Disney era of Star Wars and really this crazy, I'm going to say it again, invigoration, reinvigoration of Star Wars fandom for a lot of people. You know, A lot of guys that we know have been podcasting since 2015, since really the force awakens that really kicked this fandom back into gear and we have a lot to say about that and we're going to also talk like we always do about a prelude about what we expect what we want what we need from this film with the big caveat being that yes we say want need but it doesn't have to be that we're going to consume this as moviegoers give you our opinion in episode 200 next week but we're going into this arms wide open, ready and willing to accept whatever is delivered to us. Because you know what? It's Star Wars, man. It's yeah, going to be man. something else. Oh, oh, yeah. Here you go, man. Can't yes. wait. Yes. Can't and wait. we're going to get into that, guys, in a few minutes. This might be a slightly shorter episode. And it's specifically somewhat designed that way so that you can consume this in less than an hour. Maybe we'll see how deep we get into discussion here before you actually see the rise of Skywalker. You know, this is you getting hyped up with us, us getting hyped up with you for the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. But first, before we get into any of that, guys, we got to get into a very special Our Weekend Nerd because it is the second last before the end of the year and the last one before, actually, this might be the last Weekend Nerd for the year because next year is going to be pure Rise of Skywalker talk. Yep. So, my dude, you know, this is as the year comes to a close. We're going to be doing our year in review, our most anticipated in a couple of weeks. But what does this last week or last discussion about our weekend nerd look like for you? You know, it's been really chill. It's it's probably been one of my weakest uh, weekend nerds for collecting. I, I plowed through all my comic books. So I'm all caught up, which is fantastic. Oof, yeah. But uh, Amazon, man, Amazon came through. <laughs> I've been on this um it's shout out to you guys because the toys that made us is yeah. it the TV series, man. I've been watching that season two and I watched the turtles oh. episode, which was fantastic. And I'm, I'm a big turtles guy. That was made next for you, to, man. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but the power Rangers one next, you know, going into uh Spider-Man kind of basically being like the spawn of the power Rangers where we are now, that was huge. So, um, fresh off the heels, I got the whole, um, boom publishing power rangers line so i got volume one volume two written by kyle higgins the art is like incredible it's a new twist on the story and i love it so along with that i had to pick up a um the red ranger that just dropped it's uh part of the hasbro lightning line i believe it's called and finally got my hands on it actually like i don't know right after work probably about three or four hours ago it's the only one left left in uh, eb games i picked it up i posed it already i was having a lot of fun with that guy and so um yeah, man. All I need is the yellow and the blue ranger left, and I'm 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 complete. I'm done. That's that's a series I can walk away from, which is so great. Much like the turtles, <laughs> you know, you just need to collect like the team, and then I can I can leave it alone. Unlike uh, Star Wars has me for life, and so does uh so does Marvel. But um, yeah, man. Really, it's just been those three things: a couple volumes for comics, and this this Power Ranger figure, and um, that's it, man. I'm still hunting those clone troopers. Those troopers are, man. 
I need those things. I'm really going to army build for uh, for Vader and the Anakin look. I've just I've been obsessed with those things since that Vader box that we came across. Oh man, <laughs> and it's awesome too because army building isn't something that either either you or I do. Right. But yeah. I can't wait to see the Instagram post when you've got oh. Anakin marching yeah. with That's a group right. of clone troopers That's up right, to the man. Jedi Temple. Yes, you know it. <laughs> You know it, but man, what do you got going on? What's what's that flavor? What are you collecting? Well, you know what, man? It was a light week until last night for me. Yeah? Uh, the holiday toy hunt came to an end. We have yet to deliver the toys because I've been dodging children that have been throwing up. And I'm going to get into that in a minute here because it's been about quarantine so I don't get sick <laughs> for the Rise <laughs> of Skywalker. So we had to delay that a bit. Hopefully we're going to deliver those tomorrow it's we had a ton of fun with the holiday troy drive and big shout out to darth goody who also contributed in his own way posted a picture today of him donating some black series and a few other toys locally there in an effort to give to children that might not have the opportunity to see those type of figures or whatever under their tree so big shout out to him and biggest shout out to everyone else that's participated in their own way and donating locally to children's charities giving toys and, and kind of giving back to the younger people, to people that might not have the opportunity to find or to build their own collection this Christmas, this holiday season, whatever you want to call it. So big shout out to everyone there. It's been a ride actually seeing people pull things together. You know, Carlo, Sonny, yourself, Big Joey, big shout out. You know, it's 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 been a lot of fun doing this and I can't wait to do this in a bigger way next year. You know, we're going to actually put some, a bit more planning behind it and see this thing grow. You know, I got the 20 toys, got that ticked off. That is the number I was looking for to donate. So we're there. So that's what, you know, this week's been focused on, but I did take a dip into a few stores. There you go. And I'm kind of planning what early 2020 looks like to me. And one thing I gotta, I gotta talk about here is I saw this prime, Thanos Endgame Marvel Select <laughs> at the Disney Store. It I have gotten out of the Select game for quite some time now, but man, I'm jumping back in there feet first with this Thanos. The detail on it, the weight, the size, it's about as big as the Avengers 1 Hulk. It's a huge figure. 34 bucks, so it meets yep. that golden standard, the nerd yep. golden standard rule. <laughs> and I'm definitely pulling the trigger on this. As soon as Christmas passes, I kind of hinted at my wife. I said, if you're looking for one last thing, <laughs> you know, I'll just put it on the tree. Maybe something like that. But I'll hold that. Hopefully, I don't miss out on it. But that was the, kind of a big reveal that I didn't know it was coming. And then yesterday, so last night, actually, this is quite late last night, Troy DMs us and says, check it out. The Sunny <laughs> 2 pack is up on Amazon for 35 bucks. And if you guys remember what the Sunny 2 pack is, that's the Ant-Man and Wasp, that's Lewis and the Ghost from the Marvel from Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp, of course. And I missed out on this on Cyber Monday or Black Friday, whatever it was, because it was one of these timed things. Mm-hmm. And this thing was going, I think, originally for $69.99, then it dropped down to $59. It's kind of hovering around that price for quite some time. And it went up for 35 bucks. Oh, and I had to pull the trigger. So I bought this last night at maybe 10 o'clock at night. And it showed up on my doorstep at like noon today. Wow. Ugh. So I've got it in hand. Super stoked to crack this bad boy open in the new year. And, you know, I couldn't resist. My wife said, so a package arrived for you. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. don't worry. Don't open it. It's gifts. Uh, I got the email and I saw the first word was Marvel. <laughs> yeah, so I bought myself something. <laughs> I can, you can't resist. 35 bucks no, under the guess. golden standard rule. Two figs, lots of pieces here, head swaps, everything. 
you, you can't I can't turn it down. And now you always got Sunny with you at all times. At all times. Great. He's literally looking over my shoulder all the time. <laughs> kind of creepy, but you know. <laughs> and then the only other thing I did this week is for you guys that have been listening for a long time, you know I have an extensive Cineplex film cup collection. <laughs> I've got most of the MCU films, all the new era 2015 plus Star Wars films actually had cups. And we were at the movie theater from uh, a friend's of my daughter's birthday party. And I said, look, I got to take a dip by the stand to see if they got the cups. They got the cups. And I got my Rise of Skywalker cup with my Kylo Ren topper. I posted a photo on Instagram. You know, what a fitting way to come to an end (laughs) of the saga. I started with the cups. I'm ending with a cup. And I I love these these silly things. I really have no place in the nerd room for them. Right now, there's I've got like 15 or 20 cups stacked under a desk right now. i got to figure out what to do with them. But it's something I can't stop doing. It's a silly collection, but I freaking love it. (laughs) It looks good, though, man. I I still am a fan of that poster, The Rise of Skywalker. I know Palpatine people have their issues, but I still like the whole idea and design of it. So on a cup especially... I think it looks fresh, man. It's beauty. And you know, like this movie's gonna be a long haul and I can't drink that much liquid. So got it early, got it secured. I'm always worried about stuff like the sauna, but like, let's be honest, they have hundreds of these cups. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and then the only other thing that I want us to briefly comment on, spoiler free, you did nice. hint at this, man. Mando yeah. chapter six. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I tell I'm you, back. this show it. It's been very unexpected for me. I've been thrown up and down, side to side with this thing. I haven't been able to predict absolutely anything, but I've loved this show. Episode six, the only thing I'll say about it, it felt like a live action episode of Rebels. Yes. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> Big time. It was yeah. awesome. Best way to put it. Yeah. yeah it, it was great, man. You know, all the little uh, nods and nudges they threw out there. I love the whole cast. I love what Mando was capable of doing in this episode. And um, I'd have to say there's a sequence where he's the Star Wars Batman. There's some pretty yeah. cool Batman stuff going on there. Uh, the music was great. There was a really cool cameo at the end. There's the several, cameos. several good cameos. Yeah, it was it was cool. But yeah, that's the best way to put it. It felt like a, a, an episode of Rebels. Yeah, this, um, is, this is the first time I felt that way about this. Is that yeah. I found the, the Mandalorian... Oddly enough, throughout each episode, each chapter, it's felt very different, but like having this through-going thread that somewhat connects. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I've been like, yeah, like the MacGuffin, the yep. characters, the cameos, yes. the, the references, it was all Rebels to me. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was fantastic, man. It was ah, I had a lot of fun with this one. Really won me back over. I'm excited, but I'm also sad because we only have, what, two episodes, two episodes left? Two episodes left. Yeah, one tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Tomorrow, so we're Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. So we huh. got to get, get that in before the Rise of Skywalker, Definitely. and then we got next week's episode. So it, uh, I, I, I'm sad, too, and I'm sad yeah. that we're not going to get more of this, but I'm happy that I'm at a position that I'm like, yes, give me more. Mm-hmm. I'm not kind of saying, okay, let's get through this and get to the end, give me the cliffhanger, and then we'll wait for a season two. I, I've been yeah. really enjoying the episodic, the, the steady drop weekly drop of this because to me it just felt i don't know more more cinematic in a sense i guess that's Mm -hmm. the way it's designed but the the steady drop has just allowed me to properly consume these and we've been saying this since the start is that Mm -hmm. that 
style of, of release schedule, I think to me has been beneficial. And the fact that it's only eight episodes, yeah, to me, they felt pretty tight overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that they've opened up way more questions than they're probably going to answer by the end of episode eight or chapter yes. eight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But they've also given themselves a lot of leeway for future seasons, which we already know we're getting season two, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they're filming it right now as we speak. So. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are. And so with that, man, let's jump yeah. past the news. There wasn't a whole bunch that happened this week, guys. And we'll pick up the news here in a couple weeks because next week's yeah. going to be all about the Rise of Skywalker doing yes. a full episode review on that. You'll have the whole crew at the table here discussing that. But what we do and what we always do with big stars, Marvel and DC shows is we or films, I should say, we always do a prelude to that so we discuss everything at a very high level we're not going into spoilers but we will go into some predictions some thoughts some theories and all that i'm going to try to base these roughly in what we've seen before we're not trying to intentionally spoil anything we have not seen the film i wish we had but we haven't <laughs> and so anything that we get right here it's the same caveat we put on anything is merely and purely coincidence <laughs> so with all that being said we're going to jump into the prelude for rise of skywalker again spoiler free but before we really roll into that i want to talk about star wars in general man it's been five years since this whole new era of star wars really kicked off yes disney bought <clears throat> lucasfilm in 2012 and they really moved this into a state of i'm going to use this word again but reinvigoration reinvention and really remobilization of that Star Wars into something that was now the new Star Wars. They erased canon, they left the films, the Rebels, and Clone Wars and that, and they decided to really jump off with a whole new set of stories. And to some, this was a big issue. Me, not personally, I didn't have a huge tie to the EU, so... It wasn't a big deal to me, but we took this as an opportunity when it first happens, being like, yes, this is new canon. This is where we can jump off from. But mm-hmm. it quickly became a task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much content that's come out in the last five years, and namely the five films. We've gotten five films in five years. Mm-hmm. And if you look to the previous Star Wars films, we got six films in 28 years. <laughs> <laughs> so it just shows you how quickly... Star Wars has been coming at us with the last over the Force Awakens kicking it all off 2015, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, Solo, and now The Rise of Skywalker here in just a few days. And so, I want to talk to you just a little bit here, man, about yeah. what fandom's been for you since 2015, since the mm. kickoff, since Force Friday, that first Force Friday, man, when we went bows up into Toys R Us, yeah. you know, hunting for those figs. How has fandom, Star Wars fandom in particular, changed for you in the last five years? Oh, big. There, there's, <laughs> there's been an awakening, hands <laughs> down. And, you know, that's thanks to Disney. That's thanks to you. That's thanks to, um, man, the books, the films, you know, my wife. Everybody's just really kind of brought out the force again. Because I used to be a big, big Star Wars guy back, you know, in the prequel era. And then uh, <laughs> after um, Clone Wars the movie... It, it really kind of diminished. It actually took away a lot. But, you know, hearing the excitement with Disney buying them and, you know, we're finally going to hear about episodes, you know, 9, 8, and 7. Because that was always the playground talk as kids. We always yeah. heard, you know, Lucas has 7, 8, 9. And uh, we finally got there. We're here now. Um, so I was always excited for that. But I think, you know, the books, once 
once they erased canon because, or at least book canon, because I never really did get into the extended U as more of an old Republic guy with the video games. But um, it gave me a chance to kind of really brush up on the current canon that they're trying to build, which is, you know, books like um, Paul S. Kemp's yeah. uh, Lords of the Sith and Claudia Gray's ah, like body of work in general, yes. you know, from Leia to Bloodlines, Masters and Apprentice. And Lost Stars, of Oof. course. So, you know, all those things. And, and, and Catalyst. Catalyst was unreal, actually. Yes, it Catalyst was. was really good. It's, it's underrated, you know, going into um, Rogue One. So, you know, the books for me have been fantastic. But then, you know, when you get Disney, you get Marvel. So next going into it is the comic books. And the comic books, I think the comic books started off pretty strong. Yes, you know, with the, the Star Wars books itself, the Vader stuff. Um, they did bring over the uh, Dark Horse Mall over yeah. so that transferred over you know so we got all that stuff and then we got rebels man and Rebels season one i wasn't into but it's season two that brought me back <laughs> caught up on season one so they were firing on all cylinders basically for me so i think disney did a heck of a job and they continue to do a heck of a job i can't wait to see this movie yeah and um i i think i, I think we're in a good times i know fandom's a little divided but i feel i could i could feel it and i feel like you know episode nine is the one that's going to take it all home everyone's going to be on the same page and um you know what Going forward, whether you don't feel the movies or not, I feel like Disney's done a good enough job to give you either the books, the comics, the cartoons, live action or movies, and even video games going back to November. So I feel like no matter what you want to dip into, there's somewhere in Star Wars that you can place yourself and enjoy. So that's basically where I'm at. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you, man. You summed that up perfectly, is that it, Disney has provided new Lucas, or Lucasfilm under Disney's ownership or guidance whatever you want to call it has given us every opportunity to enjoy fandom you don't have to love the movies you don't have to collect action figures but hell you can watch you can read the books you can watch yeah. rebels you can read comic books it doesn't yep. matter there's something for everyone and that's what i've loved about this and it's about an inclusivity to a degree too about bringing in a diverse set of cast diverse set of people backgrounds whatever color creed doesn't matter everyone yeah. can feel that they're part of Star Wars now. And I've really appreciated that. And going even into Ray, Ray specifically has been mm -hmm. a pure awakening for me. And it's been more to my daughter because yeah. I never really appreciated the importance of having strong female characters. I always supported it, but never really understood how important it was. And my daughter is infatuated with this character. She's only yeah. seen The Force Awakens. She hasn't seen a ton of stuff. She's got three or four action figures, but every time she's on the screen, Ray, 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 I love Ray. <laughs> and so that to me has been so important to see how she's connected through a character, through a female mm. character, right? Seeing herself in Ray. Yep. And, you know, we saw ourselves in Luke Skywalker, whatever. She needed that. And I love that that was what was given to us with this new trilogy. If anything comes out of this for me, I've loved, loved the films. I've loved everything. That is, to me, one of the most important things that has come out of it is that my daughter found a way to connect to Star Wars in her own go. way. It wasn't forced through Vader or forced through my love of the Phantom. She found a way to that. Slowly, yes. But <laughs> she found her own way to it. And I absolutely love that. And then I'm on the same page with you, man. I have loved what's gone on in the last five years. You know, we grew together in the last mm -hmm. five years. You know, our fandom truly awakened. Like, my collecting took off like none other from 2015 forward. Like, the room I've got here, <laughs> a lot of it is attributed to that year in specific. And really, The Force Awakens going yep. back into Star Wars in a big way, in a big collecting way. Collecting has always been a way I've connected 
to Star Wars. And now that I have this awesome group of people, yourself, Chop, Kyle, whomever, Carlos, the whole crew yeah, that collects, that shares, that banters, that to me in the last five years, I don't think would have been possible in the absence of this film franchise. You know, I, I like to think of, of destiny and all this type of things, but truly, I don't know if that would have happened without this film, or at least in the capacity that it has. Mm-hmm. And I jumped a big way into the comics. I tried to keep up with the book reading, and I really yeah. enjoyed that. And unfortunately, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. But like you said, they've provided us every opportunity and ample mm-hmm. opportunities to consume Star Wars in the way that we want to. Exactly. And I've loved that. It's almost like that choose your own adventure type thing where – yeah, you don't you don't have to love the Last Jedi, but hell, you can love all of Claudia Gray's work and just yep. gush over it like Lost Stars. We do this, <laughs> yeah. you know. Seems like almost every other week we talk yeah. about this book. It's incredible. Go check it out. Oh yeah. And there's so much more to come. Black series, yeah. comics, whatever. It is all there. And so there's something, at least in my opinion, there's something for everyone. And I feel like you share that same opinion. So to me, this Disney era of Star Wars is just the beginning. Yeah, man. And I think Phantom's going to take a big shift at the end of The Rise of Skywalker here. We might see something completely different because we're going to be lacking films, but we're not going to be lacking content. Exactly. <laughs> we're not going to be lacking collectible items. It's always going to be there, and that brings a huge smile to my face. <laughs> so talking about all this, I, I, I pulled together some, some Star Wars facts over the last five nice. years that I thought it'd be fun just to kind of toss out there. And we're going to kick it off with the box office. We're big box office guys. We like to we like to follow this thing through. So The Force Awakens, it debuted to what was at that point the highest single weekend gross of all time at about $243 million and went on to gross over $2 billion and has currently the highest domestic cube of $936 million domestic. So that's in Canada and the wow. U.S. That was not topped by Endgame. That will not be topped by anything. This is like the new Avatar standard. <laughs> like I don't think if Endgame couldn't touch that domestically, I don't think anything else is ever going to touch that. Almost a billion dollars domestically. That the hype around that movie oh. was oh man, it was it's crazy, absolutely crazy. It was Wait, a, what ten years for this film? Ten years, a whole years. decade for this, from yeah. two thousand five to fifteen, yeah. and. Yeah, it was this new generation of Star Wars. I like that. I agree. You know, we debated what was, you know, this is a few months ago, what was the <laughs> most anticipated film of all time? Endgame, Phantom Menace, or Force Awakens. I think generally we landed on Phantom Menace. Yep. But for me personally, I'd have to say almost The Force Awakens. Yeah. It's you know, huge. I might lean a bit more towards Endgame, but when you look at what The Force Awakens did, yeah. I think it had a much bigger cultural impact than Endgame did this year. And that was a huge impact. But this one, this was a huge change in everything. How we did stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And then, unfortunately, you got to go to the low side of the box office too, which comes with Solo. You know, it did about $213 million domestically and went on to keep about $400 million globally. Again, this was, and Bob Iger's come out and said this, he's taking the blame for this. This was a, a, a calculated miss. Um, they they went at this in a particular way, and like we've said in the past, is that stores can't be slapped onto anything, and they've I think learned that lesson, um, pushing the rise of Skywalker back into this December slot where it should be. Uh, they should have done this with Solo and followed that same pattern that they've got because that's the only one that's at a sink here. 
but yeah. it's still a great film. I watched it about two weeks ago. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, Donald Glover in that role. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Buckle up, baby. Yeah. Oh, man. I had a lot of fun with that movie. And I, I had zero expectations. And it was, it was great. It, it actually it turned my expectations around because I think I kind of went in thinking we don't need a solo film. And I really liked it. And I, I really like and appreciate the job that uh, Aaron Wright did with oh. uh, Solo. He, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a big job to take on, you know, uh, repraising uh, Harrison Roll's role. So, yeah. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Here. Toys, man. Yes. We were big collectors, of course. Oh, yeah. You guys listen to this. You know, we were Black Series collectors. <laughs> I am three and three quarter inch collectors. Yeah. But, man, did you know, since 2015, since the re-release of the red cardback Black Series figures, so we're going back, Finn was number one. So the debut of The Force Awakens, this goes back to really the kickoff to Troy and I's true yeah. passion for the hunt. <laughs> of black series i did those them before but this was kind of the, the 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 new wave the new way of collecting oh yeah and they've released 106 single packed black series figures since 2015 what does that <laughs> include the ones that are like exclusives to that have no numbers or no this is only numbered <laughs> only number that's crazy. so it's probably north of 120 figures if you include the exclusives yeah and you include con exclusive double packs and all that. Mm-hmm. You're probably north of 140 figures, individual figures. Wow. Huh. And if you go back to just those 106 single pack figures at 30 bucks a piece to have all of them over $3,000 Canadian, not including tax. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pretty wild. Pretty oh, wild. Man. My wife, I told my, these stats to my wife last night and she's like, so do you have all of them? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm about 65, 70. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's incredible it's and the black series was a game changer now they yeah. started debuting i believe in 2013 through 14 with the orange card back the blue card back but it was a almost i wouldn't say dying but they kind of came out hot i remember seeing and picking up the mall and all that in i believe it was when target was still here in canada mm. and then all of a sudden when the force awakens hopped off it was like Boom, here is the Black Series. Everyone was collecting them. Yeah. Yeah, that became a big deal, especially for the fact that these were six-inch, you know, as opposed to three-three-quarter that Star Wars has always been so familiar with. And fully articulated, Hasbro behind them, I mean, you couldn't miss. And they've done a hell of a job since. Jeez. And they've continued to improve, right? Yeah. You know, you go back to early days to that, let's say, I can't remember if he's number two or number three, that Ray, that original Ray from the red Mm -hmm. card back. Yeah. Face sculpt leaves a bit to be desired, but then you go into the Rise of Skywalker Ray, and it's yeah. like, give me double head swap on that because yeah, I need man. to pop that onto some old figures. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Well, just the technology that Hasbro's been pushing from the Marvel Legends and obviously with the Hasbro lines, it's it's night and day what they've been able to achieve with that whole like 3D mapping yeah. printing it's that they've crazy. been going on with. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. And you bring up the three and three quarter inch figures, which I'm a big fan of. And the 5 POA, maybe not so much in the prequel era, but the 5 POA has been a standard in Star Wars collecting since 1978, since that Jeez. holiday pack was released. And believe it or not, The Rise of Skywalker is the first film to not have an extensive 5 POA or even extensive 3 and 3 quarter inch collection released with the film. Now, there is some figures in the vintage card backs or the vintage collection. But not extensive line. I wouldn't consider extensive. I'm sitting in front of what would be 
upwards of 40, 50 figures from Rogue One through The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi here. And it kind of pains me a bit to see that I can't complete that Rise of Skywalker line. I'm hoping down the road that maybe we get a re-release, but it's interesting to see. You know, we've had been with this franchise for 42 years, and the figures have been, you know, ebbed and flowed through that, but thousands of figures. And this is when they stopped doing three through quarter inch. <laughs> <laughs> it is odd for them to stop it, you know, with the conclusion of the whole saga. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's weird. That one, and um, obviously this one's not much of a big deal, but the Elite series, which is uh, a yes. surprise. You know, we always um, basically compared those to the Marvel Selects with the with the Elite series. Yeah, so it's Disney funny that those exclusives. died off. I, died off after Solo. I died off after, after Last Jedi. And they've Last done Jedi, they've okay. done a few Disney Store exclusives mm-hmm. um, with some droids and some washings of some older uh, some of the older Elite Series figures. These are the six inch diecast, seven inch diecast from Disney Store. When they came out in 2015, I had no idea they were coming. I remember showing up to the Disney Store with my wife on Force Friday and being like, "What are these?" And she's like, "Buy them all!" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And so I have a pretty dense collection of the Elite Series right up until I guess. I didn't in at Rogue One. I didn't get any of the human face sculpts, mm. with the exception of Jin, because that was where those fell apart. Was the human face sculpts, yeah. the armored figures, the droids, and the aliens, all fantastic. They're yeah. great figures. The Kylo Ren, I've got mm. it's one of my favorite. It's like a mini statue. Yeah, that one's dope. It's fantastic. So those were a bit hit and miss, but I do I do miss them. I would love to see. A Mando in that scale. Oh, oh that'd be wicked. An updated Kylo Ren with yeah. the red mask and that. The Sith Trooper. There's a lot they could do there. So I'm hoping, and we kind of said a few you know, months ago, a year ago, that they need to go to special exclusive releases for those. Yeah. Is do a limited run. They don't have, because they're always so densely packed on the shelves. And just do a limited run where there's 10 per store. And if you get one, you get one. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Like that's it just make them exclusive. And they started doing that, but they faded away from it. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. But that is what it is, yeah. man. What can you do? <laughs> yeah, man. Now, we're we're I'm we're Disney family here in my household. You guys love Disney too. You know, we're Disney yeah. plus subscribers and we're Disney park goers. I'm going next year, twice hopefully, once a celebration <laughs> and once with the family. And since 2015, we've actually seen the addition of two 14-acre parks at both Disneyland and Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida. We have yet to go to either of those parks, but this April, I will be heading to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, man. But to me, it's crazy that all of a sudden, we go from 2014, 2013, whatever, yeah, we're maybe we're maybe going to do some Star Wars stuff explosion of content oh yeah here's two 14 acre parks <laughs> two of the single largest expansions in the history of disney parks boom here you go i cannot wait man to step foot into galaxy's edge i've seen so many pictures my mom's been there <laughs> crying out loud it's it's i feel like i'm living in a dream world that this exists on top of the content and if you guys remember back to when i gave a short review of my mom's trip to galaxy's edge she says and i quote timmy you're gonna piss your pants (laughs) (laughs) so it's just crazy that beyond the content that 
we've gotten this this whole new immersive experience in star wars and i can't wait till we get there man it's gonna happen we're gonna get there together also you know oh it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be mayhem um exclusives too which is pretty cool that we're getting and then the whole you know build your own lightsaber all that stuff it's uh crazy and it's actually part of like the canon like the the universe they've created yeah with the the whole planet's part of it yeah Yeah. and then the the comic books and all that tie into it yeah it's uh it's it's been kind of a really cool way to to use media like comic books and Mm -hmm. tie into a theme park of all things like how crazy is that unreal man absolutely unreal (laughs) and speaking about the comics and books since 2015 since marvel got the license back to star wars they've produced 31 series now that's mini series long-running series or film adaptations spanning hundreds of comics so much content there and there's also been 24 adult novels produced and then double that when you include young reader adaptations or young reader novels like lost stars so Mm. that is the content that we're talking about it spans from collecting to parks comics to books to the films tv whatever this is exactly the point that you made right at the top troy is they've given us an avenue into star wars no matter what you like you could be a disney park lover yeah and find your star wars yes which is crazy to me (laughs) absolutely crazy and i have to personally say you know big shout out to lucasfilm to disney kathleen kennedy for really giving us a new Star Wars, something different, something for us to consume, and also not forgetting about the past. Like, even look at the Black series, we're getting throwback characters, the prequels. Oh, it doesn't matter, everything. And Disney Plus has just been this next step yeah. in consumption of Star Wars with The Mandalorian, but also giving us, for the first time, not I guess for the first time for me, digital copies of the star wars films. <laughs> <laughs> downloadable digital copies which is amazing i can watch them anywhere i want whenever i want which is incredible it's super convenient it's so nice to just hop on and boom just click on your favorite scene click on the movie whatever you want to do it's just it's there you want to revisit an episode of clone wars or rebels it's it's all there i i love that absolutely amazing yeah. man it is absolutely incredible now let's get into the rise of skywalker <laughs> instinct feeling the force brought you together we're not alone good people will fight if we lead them people keep telling me they know me no one does Taking one last look, sir, at my friends.
limiting fear. It's the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Last night was the world premiere of the film, and I watched some of the red carpet stuff. I avoided most of the teasers and all that, and it was really great just to see how much fun the cast was having on the red carpet. And I got to say, with the debut of the world premiere also comes the first reviews of the film. (laughs) (laughs) And needless to say, I've stayed pretty far away from this, but needless to say, it's been a bit hit and miss it sounds like i think more hit than miss nice but there seems to be a a quiet and growing portion of fandom that seems to have taken some issue with this which i gotta say this is the only thing we're gonna say about this guys is that go into the film and enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. for yourself this isn't about anyone else yeah we're gonna sit here next week and we're gonna review it and we're gonna provide an opinion but that opinion by no means is a truth. <laughs> that is our opinion. We don't own anything. We don't own a right answer. We may rib on things from time to time, <laughs> but all we want you guys to do is go out there and experience and then come back and enjoy with us as we're discussing this. You know, what this podcast is about and what this fandom about is and in our opinion is you know creating a space where we can experience and enjoy and express our love for this franchise and it's okay if you don't like it that's fine you know i'm never going to be mad at you for not liking it but all i'd ask is that you guys out there and the same thing we're going to do just we're going to respect everyone's opinion not Mm -hmm. truth opinion (laughs) yes it's all subjective exactly it Mm -hmm. is a space opera a space opera that we hold near and dear and love yes but it is just that at the end of the day. Yes. So, I, I, we could all agree, you know, Star Wars never falters when it comes to the score. So nope. regardless of what people think, don't bash the score. Yeah, That's John Williams, subjective. Yeah, he is a master. <laughs> He's a master, man. The music's great. Ah, oh, man, can't wait. Yeah, so excited oh. for this. Now, mm-hmm. Troy. Yeah, man. With all that being said, that giant caveat we just put on this, <laughs> this discussion and our future discussion next week. What is this film need to be for you what do you what do you want out of this film again with the caveat that what you want what you need isn't a necessity mm-hmm. in itself it's you know as a fan as someone that's been consuming all sorts of content yeah what does this film need to deliver in general for you oh man well i mentioned off the top there the score which i know it's going to deliver because watching a couple of these tv spots the music has been unreal. It's it's blown my mind. Yes, it's had me amped on another level. Uh, lightsabers. I, for, when it comes to Star Wars, for me, I, it always goes back to the Force, the Force, the Jedi, the Sith. Lightsabers. I need that in this universe because you can't get that anywhere else. So that is so special to me when it comes to Star Wars. So I need some of that lightsaber combat. And you know, watching these trailers already, we're gonna get it. So again, that's a check mark. We're good. Um, some of the mythos. I want to. 
learn a little bit more about what happened between uh, episode six and seven, um, the fall and turn of Kylo Ren. Even though I know his comic book just came out, I think uh, last Wednesday or is it today? I think his comic book just dropped. The eighteenth. So, the eighteenth. Okay, tomorrow. so it's coming up. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Tomorrow. yeah tomorrow. Okay. Okay, so we're already gonna get some of that there, but yeah, I want I want a little bit more of that. I loved what um, JJ introduced in Episode Seven with the Force backs. I think that's something really cool. Um, so I'd love to see some of that, uh, some more of those sequences go on. And you already know what it is. I'm a Darth Vader Anakin guy. <laughs> the title is Rise of Skywalker. I need Anakin in there. Anakin has to come. Yeah, I was thinking about the other day because you know, and this isn't to like put shame on anything. I mean, it is what it is, but. We think about Anakin's whole legacy and his uh, the prophecy. You know, he had to take out um, Palpatine. Not even necessarily take him out. He just had to bring balance to the Force. But this film, there's so much pressure to see what they're going to do because obviously we know Palpatine's back. So it's like, who's going to be the one to take him out? How are they going to How are they going to wrap this up but still not take away from the the beautiful moments of the end of Episode Six of what Vader does and how he's redeemed? So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I still think it's either going to be, you know, Luke or Luke or Anakin. Those guys, one of those two have to pop up. Um, that's that's really about it, man. And I, you know what I want to? I want adventure. Star Wars yes. for me is always about the adventure. The big three going on an adventure together. I need this cast because it's such a talented cast. Oscar Isaac is insanely talented. Daisy Ridley's great. My boy, John Boyega is yeah. fantastic. And JJ is such an awesome director. But I need those three together. And I think we're going to get that. But I just need that adventure aspect of those guys going along. And um, I really want to hold on to some of the Carrie Fisher moments. I know those are going to be huge. They're going to be powerful. Even The Last Jedi, some of those hit home. Um, even Rogue One, we didn't even see Carrie Fisher, but that <laughs> felt strong. You know what I mean? So just those kinds of things. I, I, but I just want the fun. I want the force. I want the lightsabers. I'm greedy, man. I need it all. I yeah. need it all. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, dude. You know, for yeah. me, what I want out of this film, I want an experience. Yeah. You know, I want to enjoy it with my buddies. I yeah. want to have some fun for the last time in a couple of years, you know, yeah. really enjoying this, this December, this holiday tradition as it's become of star Wars. Yeah. And to me, the story is going to be the story. I'm yeah. not hung up on anything in particular. Yes. There are certain elements that I would like to see resolved. There are certain things that I think are deserved out of the story that, has been told, but mm -hmm. if those things don't come, I'm not. It's not going to be the end of the world for me. I just want to have this kind of emotional experience. And I said I threw it there on Twitter the other day. I'm going to cry in this film. Yeah. Hell, I cried in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to have that. Like I found that the Endgame experience was mm -hmm. one of the best experiences I've ever had in a film. Yeah. With the cheering, the emotional tugs here and there, yeah. everyone coming back. Avengers Assemble, yeah. the end of it all. Like, I still watch that scene oh, yeah. and I still tear up at all of it. Like, that whole end sequence, like, because it's, there's so much finality to it, right? Yeah. And it's done so right. That's what I want out of The Rise of Skywalker. It can be in any capacity, but yeah. I want JJ to take me on an emotional Star Wars experience. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I want. <laughs> and, no, no, I get that. But, but the way that even the trailers are cut, and like you yeah. said, the score, the score is going to be a big piece of that oh, because yeah. we're going to get certain themes tossed in there when things are happening and it's going to cue something. Mm -hmm. It's going to touch us in a way that only John Williams score can. Yeah. And it's going to give us just this unbelievable experience. And it's going to remind us so much 
of what we've put into this franchise in just a mm-hmm. single note or two. <laughs> and like I like you are and I am in in your friend circles beyond yeah. us beyond our friend circle. We are known as the Star Wars guys. Oh yeah. Right? Like I didn't have 16 people banging down my door asking me for tickets because I'm just random dude that watches films, right? So that's what I that's what I wanted out of this. I'm not hung up on, you know, Kylo needs to be redeemer, it doesn't array though, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't matter to me, guys. I, I just yep. want to have fun. And I want to talk to you guys about it after. That's yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, man. The, the moment in the theater when we all bust out and just like, what did you think? We're going to spend yeah. two plus hours sitting beside each other in almost pure silence. <laughs> and then we're going to come, then we're going to talk about it and then come on here and talk about it. Like, it's going to be so much fun. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's It's, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. Whole group of us. Oh, it's going to be awesome, guys. You know. Absolute right. Now, to top this episode off. Yeah. Again, we like to do some questions. I'm going to throw some some ideas out there. Sweet. And maybe predictions is the best way. And again, we're not hung up on these. These are just for fun. But we always like to throw some ideas out there. Again, spoiler alert, we're, we're not taking this from in any position of, of knowledge. This is just pure guesses, pure fun, if you want to call it that. What we think we're going to see in the film based off of the last, you know, 30 plus years of experience that we've had immersed yeah. <laughs> in this franchise. So we're going to kick it off here with Troy. What yeah. do you think the MacGuffin of the film is? What is everyone chasing in this? Ooh, what's everyone chasing in this? Um, huh. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but I think it's going to revolve around something to do with, Palpatine, yeah, for sure. I'd say it's something. I don't want to say it's gonna be like a Harry Potter moment where they gotta, you know, collect the seven items or whatever it is, With the Infinity Stones. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but I feel like it's gonna have something to do with uh, with Palpatine. Yeah, I would say. definitely, because he's kind of like the glue that sticks this whole franchise together now. Um, yeah. At least with what they're kind of doing with Episode Nine, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My opinion, it's Ray. Yeah, I, I threw that theory okay. out there. Cool. That there's been someone that's been somewhat of the MacGuffin throughout this. Right. I'd say Anakin's the prequel, Luke yeah. is the original trilogy, and Ray has been the sequel one. So I'm curious to see if Ray ends up being what everyone is chasing. I think The Force Awakens points at that. The Last yep. Jedi skews, and I think we're going to come back to you know Palpatine really setting up Ray in some capacity. And everyone being like, Ray is the key to all of this. Mm. You know, the same way that the Infinity Stones are the key to the gauntlet, I think Ray is going to play a big piece in, as being the ultimate MacGuffin. Yeah, we might be chasing a Sith holocron or something to do with the Death Star. I don't know. Yeah. Um, even a theory I threw out there before was it was the, the Navy, the old kind of the dreadnoughts from, if you go back to the Thrawn books, uh-huh. that there was this yeah. huge, massive navy or ships that just disappeared and that both sides were chasing it to see whoever yeah. got that became the superior one and had the navy so that that could be an idea but i think ultimately it's going to be ray nice i messed with that i like yeah. it yeah. i like that now yeah. deaths deaths has yes. been thematically a big part of this sequel trilogy mm-hmm. you know we saw han solo die in episode seven we saw luke die in episode eight mm-hmm. and glenn snook snook snoke i should say uh you go back to the original trilogy lots of deaths there obi-wan vader you know anakin in the sense when you go back to the prequel trilogy qui-gon so there's always there's consistent deaths major deaths Mm. in the star wars universe so who do you think is gonna bite it in the rise of skywalker 
I'm going to go with a couple. I would say for sure Oscar Isaac, Poe. You I think, think so? He's out. Yeah, I think he's – I think because he – the character is rumored heavily that he's meant to be taken out in uh, the first one. Yes. In episode seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think – yeah, I think Poe might go. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Hashtag Poe might go. Poe might go. Maskatana. I think she might bite Ooh. it too. We haven't seen much of her, so possibly she's out. Maybe just bites it like Yoda, like old age. You know, she, she's she might even be older than Yoda. But anyways, yeah, I think she's out. Um, and Kylo is a tough. One. Well, obviously Palpatine. Palpatine's gonna go. Yeah, like there's no way they're gonna end on a dark note that he rules the whole galactic empire. So I think yeah, Palpatine. And um, I don't know what happens with Kylo. I don't know if he gets redeemed and then dies, much like Vader. Because if he does get redeemed, you can't just let him hang around. And, no, you know, forgettable. Because you know, even when, when you go into bloodlines, like Vader doesn't even exist anymore, and his legacy is just oh, yeah. brutal. So you can imagine what it'd be like if that guy still lived. So, um, yeah, Pablo, uh, sorry, um, Kylo, Kylo, yeah. Kylo Ren. Yeah, um, I think he might have to die because if he gets redeemed, he's out. He's gonna have to die. And if he lives past that, then he's probably gonna live to be the bad guy longer, which would again fall into that whole like ending on a dark note. Yeah. So yeah, I think Kylo's out. Interesting. So yeah, what do you got? I, I think I think Leia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that. Unfortunately, we had the the passing of Carrie Fisher, and it was rumored that she played quite a heavy role in the original script for yeah. the third film in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And unfortunately, due to her untimely passing, that that had to be changed up, and they've used. A lot of the content from the cutscenes from The Force Awakens, and that which is fantastic that she's going to have a role here. But I, I think we will see her sent off in a very loving and appropriate way. Uh, they they do heavily imply that imply that three PO is going to, you know, be heading uh, off. But yeah. I don't know if that's that's true. I think both three PO and R two are going to make it through. Yeah, I think we might see the death of Lando as well. Oh no! So then all the OGs are gone. Yeah. Shoot. I, I feel like he's he's good for a worthy sacrifice in the film. <laughs> a meaningful worthy sacrifice. And I agree with you with Kylo. I think yeah. that in any capacity, whether he's redeemed or not, I think he's got it. He's he's got to either through sacrifice or going down in a flaming mess. Yeah. <laughs> I think he he's got he's gotta to die too. So yeah. we'll see with the Charles Soul book if it sheds a bit more light on this post, I guess, the Rise of Skywalker if what they're maybe building to is, is a bit more deserved. I don't think that they've earned that yet, that redemption, yeah. but we'll see. We're going to talk about Kyla here in a second. Cool. Um, now, cameos. Yeah. There is a huge potential here to see everyone from any part of this franchise. Yeah. With the Force Ghosts and that, we have the ability to bring in really anyone, or I guess mm-hmm. they, not we. So who do you think we're going to see this? Force Ghosts, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Luke. Are we going to see characters from other media? Are we going to see characters like Hera from Rebels oh. or Jason Syndulla, maybe? Mm. Sabine, who? Ezra? Thrawn? I don't know. What, who are we oh, going to see man. in this? Huh. It's a tough one. Uh, so like I mentioned before, obviously I want I want Anakin in there. That's a, yeah. that's a must. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin, even if Vader shows up, then I'll still count that. But no, Anakin. Um, a funny one I'm going to throw out there is Ahsoka. Maybe. Oh, just maybe. That would be crazy. Right? Um because if you think about it, Soga at this point would be far older, but would be a little more screen friendly. You know, if she's like more older, more yep. seasoned, you can kind of work with that cinematically a little bit more than like a cartoony rebel young 
uh, Ahsoka might be a little harder to put on the on the screen, okay. even though I guess we've had um, what's her name from episode three. Um, I forgot the other species that's like you guys are gonna kill me out there. Um, <laughs> the other species that's like um, oh Ahsoka. yeah yeah yes I know uh, yeah yeah. Anyways, yeah. So I think possibly Ahsoka, maybe Sabine, maybe, uh, maybe there might be like a big battle. If you look close enough, you can see her. Or again, going back to the whole, if there's another force back, we could potentially see like a whole bunch of people pop up so quickly oh, that you really awesome. have to pay attention. Because um, obviously, you know, going back to Force Awakens, you had to go back a couple of times to see who's there and who's talking. So I'll go with a couple of those characters. Uh, I don't think we'll get a Qui-Gon. I think no. they kind of left him as a force ghost that you can't really see. Just more so here. Um, I don't think we'll get an Obi Wan because it's that tricky territory yeah, where it it'd be like Allegheny's then then you and Gregor. Um, so that'd be a little bit of a tough one. Yeah. So I guess I'll go with the, the Anakin. I'll go with Ahsoka. And shoot, yeah, maybe I'll throw in Sabine. I don't know about Thrawn. I feel like Thrawn and Ezra's yeah. story is going to be wrapped up somewhere else. I agree. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, interesting. I think personally that we're going to see ahsoka in the mandalorian in some capacity oh with Flo- with Floney's presence all over that that's true it seems like a very easy way for him to bring that character live action and maybe leapfrog into something bigger down the line yeah i man. feel like saving that i think the mando is a great forum for that mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna stick ahsoka so i i think we're gonna see I agree with you if we get palps we have to have anakin in here in some capacity. yeah man my only fear with anakin yeah. Hayden Christensen is a lot smaller than he used to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's not like he beefed. You know, Anakin was a big dude at the end yeah, of episode three. Yeah, he, he, he has some weight. Yeah. For sure. And he's a lot thinner now. Like, not the yeah. same capacity. So I wonder if that will look weird or. I, I don't know. But I think. I agree. I think he's going to be here. I think we're going to see Hera, too. Oh, that'd be so I think great. it's going to be. You know how they do the kind of quick shots to the cockpits of, of pilots? Yes. I think we're going to get one of those as they're clicking through, like, you know, the ghost is ready. You know what I mean? Like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, like, as they're counting yeah. in, like, red five, red. As they're counting in, I yes. think you're going to get a quick Hera reference in there Could where you're you going to see her live action. Uh, maybe even a grown up Jason beside her. Just because it, it can be a throwaway, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, we have, how many times have we seen, like, Porkins and all these, like, counting mm-hmm. down? It, these are not throwaway characters, but they're cameos that doesn't have to be extended. Like, Chops cameo. Yeah. in rogue one it can yes. be two seconds and it's just hearing her talk you know voiced by this uh, vanessa marshall um yeah. voiced by the same actress or even played by the same actress right makeup up like i think that would be absolutely awesome oh. i think that's a huge possibility and of course we're gonna get luke in here oh I yeah, oh, yeah he's gonna he's gonna play a role in this i don't know how big it's gonna be Mm-hmm. But he's definitely going to play that Obi-Wan role, you know, Obi-Wan in Return of the Jedi or Empire Strikes Back type mm-hmm. of role. Very quick cuts, not a whole lot, imparting a bit of wisdom, a bit of guidance, mm-hmm. some of that stuff that we missed a bit in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get that Luke here. Yeah, we'd have to, right? Because, I mean, Ray, even though she has the Jedi text, I mean, with the books, she, she'd she have to have some kind of mentorship going yeah, on. Between, for sure. Especially at this point now, because Luke would be so in tune with the Force more so than ever. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense for him to, yeah. And I think that was yeah. heavily implied, at least to me, in The Last mm-hmm. Jedi, is that when he became one with the Force, that yeah. it was almost that instant transfer over to being a Force ghost. You know, yeah. there's, lo- there's lots of, of content now that talks about, you know, developing the ability to get to be a Force ghost. And I think Luke just basically walks into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially with him talking. I mean, you'd have to imagine 
before he cut himself with the force, cut himself off the force. He's been talking to Anakin, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan, Qui Gon, Yoda. So awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, question: Talking about Jedi here, yeah, who is Rey? You know, did we get an answer in the Last Jedi, or is there an answer to be had in the Rise of Skywalker? Who are her parents? Is she a significant character, or are we going to run with this idea, which I'm not opposed to, of you don't have to be from a certain lineage, a certain namesake to be powerful in the force. Mm. I'm going back to that theory, man. I'm going back to that theory. Um, Palpatine's been obsessed with cloning. He's Your been obsessed cloner. with the chosen one. <laughs> the cloners. I, <laughs> I feel Jakku, man. He's been working on Rey from, from God knows how long. And that, that, Vision, if you want to say that's what it is, that clip that we've seen of Ray with a double-bladed lightsaber, yeah, um, that's the original Ray. At least that's the Ray that Palpatine's created. And when we see Last Jedi, that snap, that's that's showing her history right there. That she's been mass-produced, God knows how many times, and she's the final Ray that's left. Wow. Uh, it's why she has that staff. She's used to be with a. She's used to using a bow because she's always been taught to use the double-bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So that's what she's comfortable with. Um, I love that theory, by the way, man. Like, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ride that one out. I, I could be completely wrong, and if I am, that's cool. Like, that's the thing with these movies too, right? Like, you don't necessarily have to be right because that's the writer's job to just give exactly. you a great story. So you, you don't have to leave the theater stomping because they didn't give you your vision. I just want to be um, impressed with a great story. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm that's where I'm gonna roll with, man. What do you got going on, man? I love that theory that since you dropped it here about the clones and just the representation of it all. But I'm gonna go with maybe a bit more simple of our version is that the last shot I told us who she was. She, her parents, let's call them nobodies, whatever drunks that left her. Filthy drunk traders. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like the significance of Ray mm-hmm. has been an important piece. You know, there's always this thing that we've talked about is Han Solo seemed to know who she was. Kylo seems to know who she is. Yeah. Like, I, I, I get this idea of that, whether well, is the word prophecy wrong um, in the context that it's not meant to be the kind of the prophesized, the one that will return to bring balance to the force, which in my opinion, balance doesn't mean the elimination of one side. It's no elimination of both sides or something different in the middle. Yeah. Which people can bang on, oh, the great Jedi isn't a real thing and all this. And that's fine. That's your opinion. But yeah. to me, when you, if you're looking for balance, you can't take away one element of it because now you're imbalanced on the other side. The right. light, you know, the dark will rise to meet the light. Exactly. Or vice versa. The light will rise to meet the dark. So, but in the absence of both, you're imbalanced. Or if you find some way to balance both sides of the force. Right. Where you one needs to exist with the other kind of this yin and yang of the force that to me is balance see and i might take heat for this but i think when palpatine's eliminated <clears throat> that skews the balance of the force to the light <clears throat> and you find some imperfect imbalance in that right and then you have the darkness rising which eventually becomes snoke kylo ren and then palpatine never really going away and so I find that there needs to be some striking of the middle road, which I think yeah. is why Ray is there to become the Skywalker, the new Jedi. The Jedi's mm. gone, the Sith are gone, the Skywalker. And so ultimately this makes Ray a Skywalker, but not mm-hmm. by lineage, not by blood, but in namesake when it comes to the adoption of what is now 
what I'm going to call the gray or the middle. Right. <laughs> People might not like that opinion, but I think that's where they're going. And that's where Ray's going. Well, I, I like that too, because I feel the same way. And it, it kind of similar. To, I, I feel like in a sense that that's what uh, Qui-Gon saw in Anakin and Qui-Gon even much so himself is that, yes. you know, we go back to the prequels, the Jedi's are taught not to love and have any connections and all this or kind emotion. of stuff, but Anakin and motion, but Anakin wasn't about that life. And <laughs> I feel like Qui-Gon on some ways too, wasn't about that. And even when you go into Clone Wars, even a little bit of Obi-Wan found love in some ways. So I feel like if they kind of allowed Anakin to kind of explore that a little bit more, so you wouldn't necessarily have the bad or the good. You just have this, balance within yourself of a jedi exactly. that can walk kind of both ways it, it, you know what i mean kind of so without necessarily having like the sith over here and the jedi over there you can use the term gray or whatever you want but you could be a jedi and fall in love you could be a jedi and kind of be tempted but also know your boundaries as well um which is something like uh like qui-gon basically mm -hmm. and i felt like you know if anakin was taught by qui-gon probably would have worked out a lot differently yeah i would have gone that route well when yeah. you look at let's put it this way in the story, in the context of it all, if Anakin was allowed to love Padme, right. there's a good chance he doesn't go to the dark side. Because he <laughs> exactly. can go to the Jedi and be like, hey, my wife's dying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need some help here. Or I'm exactly. having these visions that she's going to die. Yeah, And it doesn't all fall apart. Yes, I think the story and the whole prophecy needs it to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of roll things back and say, hey, what if things were done a little different? Let's call this a what if in Star Wars. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, let's let's say that they are allowed to love, we're allowed to have significant others, not this monk-like type of religion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi recall, calls back to the, like the hubris of the Jedi led to their downfall and the rise of Palpatine. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, has to do with the imbalance that was yep. that existed. There's yep. so many Jedi that they became arrogant. Yeah, and all of a sudden, boom! Here comes Palpatine at an orange Jedi gone. And that's that's true. And, and then it's also and the uh, the Sith too also take heat for it as well. Because when you go back to like Darth Bane, he's kind of the one that created like the rule of two. So like mm -hmm. the Sith got so greedy that they're killing each other only to leave room for two Sith, as opposed to having a whole army of the Sith. So they, it, it works both ways. They're yeah. both kind of at fault there, right? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Well, we've seen these big dramatic swings in the in the franchise, right? You go mm -hmm. from so many Jedi in the prequels. Yeah, all die, and then you end up with the years of the Empire, which is the dark side reigning. Yeah. And yeah. then you get the rise of Luke Skywalker and mm -hmm. the light side again in the absence of the dark, and then it collapses down again yeah. into the sequel trilogy where you have the rise of Kylo Ren and the mm -hmm. dark side, and then you have Rey coming to me. So it's this whole big circular balance yeah. that it just keeps swinging from one side of the pendulum to the other. Mm -hmm. Eventually, that pendulum is going to stop in the middle. Yes. And stop moving um, yeah. and stop. So anyways, that, that's kind of where I think Ray's going. What about Kylo? Love like, it. is he going to be redeemed? You know, how does his arc actually conclude in this story? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I've always had a hard time understanding Kylo Ren's motivation, his motive. What, what, what's, what, he, what is he about? Um, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with this character. I mean, it's, it's, he's a tough one. I agree. He, you know what I mean? He's really tough. It's easy to say that he'll be redeemed because we've seen it in the past. And like George Lucas says, you know, Star Wars, you know, it's that poetry that kind of repeats itself. So there's a good, a good uh, chance that that will happen. But then you, you get the flip side too that um, it works out completely different and that he is killed off. He isn't redeemed. He sticks to his guns. I mean, I think when you go back to Last Jedi, uh, they make it very clear that he's chosen the path of the dark side and that's it. Like there's no going back. But 
in this film, we've already seen kind of it looks like at least Kylo Ren and and, uh, and Ray kind of team up again for yeah. a little bit there in the in I think the first or second trailer. So, yeah, man, that one I don't know. I really don't have an answer for that one. He's he's tricky. I agree, really man. Tricky. He's he's probably the toughest one. He's the biggest anomaly yeah. in this franchise, I would say. Mm-hmm. Where you go back to Last Jedi or even The Force Awakens, and my personal opinion is that he hasn't earned a redemptive arc. No. As of this point. And even, you know, you could argue that a bit with Vader, you know, everything that he did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolving himself of all the atrocities by mm-hmm. chucking the Emperor off <laughs> of the Death Star, <laughs> you know, does that really get him to a redemptive piece? Maybe it does. But mm-hmm. Kylo Ren here is another one that has essentially gone on the same path. You know, he's killed yeah. a lot of family members. He's killed a lot of people, um, murdered people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so how do you come back from some of that? And we'll see. I think they that's to me is the biggest thing that this film needs to work on is yeah. if they're going to redeem Kylo Ren, it has to be earned in the film. It can't just be I saved you, Ray, and then all of a sudden <laughs> we're teaming up and you know what I mean? They just have to they have to work at it. And I think that they can get there. Yeah. And that that to me is the biggest earned piece in the film that has to happen if they're going to go down with the redemptive arc, which I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, they're for sure doing it. Other times I'm like, no, he's going to go down in a flaming mess. <laughs> <laughs> so we will certainly see. Now, let's let's cap this off, man. How is yeah. this film going to end? Is it going to be the Return of the Jedi where we've got Finn, Ray, Poe, Rose, you know, everyone kind of celebrating with the Ewoks, if you want to call it that, maybe, <laughs> uh, high-fiving, kind of zoom out. We've got the 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 galaxy at peace again. Mm. What, what's what's going to happen with Finn and Poe? You know, I know you think that Poe's going to be off, but yeah. what, what about Finn? What about Rose? What about all these characters? How is this film going to come to a satisfying conclusion? You know, they've been banging on about the end of the Skywalker saga. How does mm. it end? You know, I mean, it, it could... It could... Ah, man, it's tough. It could end with... Um the current forces users all just kind of ending off, dying off, killing. (laughs) It'd be weird, but I mean, it could come to the final end where it's like, all we have left is Kylo and Ray. They're the only force sensitive users kind of left, at least that have any idea how to use the force properly. And they just cut themselves off the force. And we've seen it in um, not really any spoilers, but the last, um, the Fallen Order Jedi game, the Star Wars game, uh, we, we've seen a couple people. We've seen someone cut themselves off the Force. We've seen Luke cut himself off the mm-hmm. Force. So we could get to a point where Kylo Ren and Rey kind of exile themselves. And they come to some sort of truce where, like, in order to keep true balance, they have to stay away from the Force. They can no longer use it, which would be kind of weird. But <laughs> at this point, I really don't know how you wrap it all up with fulfilling the prophecy of whether it's Anakin or whoever, whether it's Rey. Balance has to be made somewhere. Yeah. Um, and you can't just have the good guys win in this case. You can't just have the good guys win because the good guys are the force users that use it for only good. To keep balance, you're going to have to have some of the dark side going along there too. But how are you going to contain the dark side? <laughs> you know, have one planet full of, you know, the dark side users like Korriban. And then you have, I don't know, um, Ty- Tython, I think. The other planet where you just have Jedis. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not too sure how you would... Uh, wrap that one up nicely unless all force users are just killed by yeah. accident somehow yeah and th- this is the toughest part i think about yeah. this is that it's been hailed as the end of the skywalker saga and how do you mm-hmm. appropriately end this you know you right. look at 
Endgame, for example, you know, ending a similar sized, I guess, and Avengers and MCU is bigger, but look at the capacity that they've built within that franchise and how they ended this is that yeah, some characters die and some characters yeah. move on. And I think what the end of the Skywalker saga is going to be just that we're going to see some characters die and some characters move on and mm-hmm. continue in those roles. I don't think Poe is going to die. I don't think Finn's going to die. I think they're going to find a place where they're just happy. They're existing. Mm-hmm. I think Ray, and I'm going back to this, I think that she's going to be shown in a very white robe mm-hmm. and the Skywalkers. And we might even get Ben in a brown and whatever mm-hmm. it is, tan robe mm-hmm. where we see his final redemption in you know training a new style of force user i'm not gonna say Mm -hmm. jedi i'm not gonna say sith Mm -hmm. so i think that as much as we want this film to have a solid conclusion the same way that return of the jedi did i don't know if we're fully gonna get that you know as much as they said this is the end of the skywalker saga kathleen kennedy even last night in the red carpet was Mm -hmm. very explicit in saying this is the end of the skywalkers for for now yeah but I just don't think that this is it. I don't I don't think we're going to get that hard conclusion. Right. That maybe they've been trying to sell this on. And but we'll see. You know, it's to me it's it's all open ended. It's just going to be a conclusive story. It's got to wrap up the appropriate amount of threads that they've seeded and you know what if they seed a little bit for the future Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Which I, I'm sure they will. I mean, you know, the to. Skywalker is, is is massive. When it comes to when you think of Star Wars, you think of you know the Force, the Skywalkers, Jedi's, all that stuff. So it's it's huge, and I'm sure they'd always leave it somewhat open ended. Um, but on another note too, you know, we always think, especially me, I'm I'm a, I'm a Force guy, but where does the Republic fall in this? Because you know, when yeah. we end off with Episode Six, you think, okay, the Republic wins and they're going to take care of everything and everyone's going to be treated all fair and good. But you know, when you go into like the Mandalorian, you see it's not simply that case, and nope. they didn't do the greatest job as of yet. So I like to see like because we haven't seen much of the political side in this trilogy, so we don't really know like well, who's the... going to be the one to take over and kind of bring right. Well, to I guess that's it, and you know, is that Leia's job? Like yeah. the Hosnian system was blown up in episode seven. So there goes the, the political center of the new Republic. Yeah. And so, yeah, who, what governing, like what happens when the first order disappears? Exactly. Who's running the gal? <laughs> like who's, yeah, it's, it's a huge <laughs> hole there. There's a big, yeah. and so the problem with that too, is that that creates a massive power vacuum. Like Absolutely. if you're talking about just like pure politics, like if there's yeah. a hole, someone's going to fill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like who backs into that? That's where the exactly. first order did. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to to this, man. This oh, yeah. is going to be a hell of an experience. Yes. And I think it really speaks volumes to how well the trailers were conducted or constructed and just what J.J. Abrams has in store is the fact that we ended most of these saying, like, we have no idea what's going to happen, yeah. um, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Now, before we cap this off, man, mm-hmm. The box office fantasy draft, fantasy pool, yeah. as is coming to a conclusion here for 2019. Yeah, and man. this is the last film. I own this film. It's got to do well. Yes. But how well do you think it's going to do? What's your box office prediction for domestic opening weekend for The Rise of Skywalker? Keeping in mind that both films have done over $200 million domestically in the opening weekend. I believe the last Jedi did 220 and mm-hmm. The Force Awakens did about 243 245 I think it's going to be... So- Somewhere between those two. I don't think it's going to be higher than Force Awakens. No. 
I don't know if it'll be low. I'm going to go opening weekend, right? Yep. Ah, man. I'm going to go to 20. Ooh, 220. Nice. 220. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number in my head before I yeah. said that was 223. Oh, shoot. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I need, like I yeah. said, $900 million domestically go. to get my Spider Man trophy back. Yeah. <laughs> well, if any movie can do it, though, this one could. This I mean, is if anything could bring in that much money, it's the conclusion, right? So, it is. So we'll yeah. see here. Okay. Yeah. There on the table. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts, man? This is the last time we're going to be on the other side, mm-hmm. speaking into the mics of the end of the Skywalker saga here. Do you have any final thoughts before signing off here? Uh, you know, it's, it's been a hell of a ride, man. Going into Star Wars, you know, from Episode 7 to 8. What, what, no, doesn't matter how I feel about 8. The anticipation was like no other for that film. Yeah. And nothing can ever diminish that. Um, had fun with Solo. Had a blast with Rogue One. I love seeing these films with the whole crew. It's 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 the best times, man. Love this universe of Star Wars. Uh, I I just I just hope it can just bridge the gap between all fans. That's yeah, all. Agreed. That's all. Agreed. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. It's uh, yeah. it's it's a bittersweet ending here to the Skywalker yeah. saga to this this film series. I I want the end of it, but I also don't want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Yeah, man, I, I'm with you, man. I love this. I love this franchise. I love everything that it's it's given me, and I always feel very happy with the effort and the time I've spent with this franchise. Yeah, because it's brought me so much joy over the years. It's brought me some some of my greatest friends. Yeah. It's introduced me to a whole new side of fandom, and it's kind of helped really define who I am outside of, of certain elements of my life, like your career and all that mm-hmm. is, yeah, we're really well defined by, you know, being fathers and husbands and all this, but it's a huge piece of who we are. Yeah, man. And <laughs> I can't wait to see not only this, but what's next. So yeah, yeah. The rise of Skywalker anticipation is next level. Like you said, with everyone going all 16 of us. Yes. Owning that theater, the whole freaking row, lazy boy chairs. It's going to be an experience, and that's what oh. I want out of it is an experience. So, yes. guys, we got to give you a big shout out. Thanks mm-hmm. for a fantastic year. Next year, our next episode is going to be our Rise of Skywalker review. Yes. And then we, that's going to be episode 200, but we're going to be doing the celebrating at episode 201 and beyond it's been a hell of a ride this year guys in the build to the rise of skywalker over the last two years of discussing the Mm -hmm. ins and outs whether it's the fallout from the last jedi to the anticipation the first trailers it's been a lot of fun discussing this on the podcast and sharing it with you guys the listeners everyone interacting on twitter and instagram and all that so guys enjoy have Mm -hmm. fun and make it your own experience. That's the last thing I'm going to say about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, Love guys. It. If you would like to be a bigger part of this show, of this of this fandom, whatever you want to call it, you can always email us at the nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do over on the nerdroom.net as well as starscommonwealth.com. Stars Commonwealth, guys, this is a, a podcast network we're a part of, and everyone's going to be laying down their thoughts, opinions, theories, whatever on the rise of skywalker in the next coming week or so make sure you tune in to them for your varying opinions across star wars fandom right there at starwarscommonwealth.com you can find 
us also on Instagram at the NerdRM posting those picks. The hunt is coming back. Yeah. 2020 is going to be another massive year on the hunt, guys. So make sure to tune into our Instagram page to keep up with us on what you're doing. And make sure you're tagging us and what you're doing as well. And you can always, always find the crew roaming around Twitter. Handles are at the end of the episode. Always looking for a discussion, debate, whatever. It's about sharing and experiencing fandom together, guys. So with all that being said, we're going to give one last shout-out to our man, Rob Wade. Yeah. For endorsing this podcast over at Emotionally14.com. You can find everything that he does, including Talk Star Wars, Emotionally14 podcast, and all the other endorsed podcasts over there at Emotionally14.com. My man, it's the last time we'll be at the mics before we get through the Rise of Skywalker. So we'll be seeing you guys on the other side. Yes. With all that being said, we'd like to give a big thank you again for a great year. And until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And thank you guys very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at the NerdRM. Troy the Boy 87 and Sun Jabby. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the nerdroom.net and don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.